All right, Shaggy. This is why you don't count out a champion. The Avalanche go into Seattle and win this thing four to one. We got a game seven, folks. It's going to be Sunday in Colorado. We just don't know what time yet. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day, especially on the weekend. Uh, we typically don't do weekends, but uh, it's the playoffs, big game. You're getting extra locked on Avalanche. You're just going to have to deal with it. Um, all right. But thank you for like, tuning in, like we said. And make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. Follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, man. Um, wow. Everything kind of going against the Avalanche, just clearly not playing their best hockey in this series. And when you're going to the other team's arena, who has all the momentum, you don't chalk it up to impossible, especially with this sport, especially with this team. Um, but you, you, you figured it was going to be a challenge. Um, and the Avalanche did something that they haven't had to do in a while and that's have their backs up against the wall and how would they come out fighting you got your answer this was this was this was a full 60 to use the term yeah they came out of the gate going 100 miles an hour like the passes looked great right like they were forechecking everything in that first i would say six minutes of the game they were buzzing and you're yeah you know i think this comes on the heels of bednar's comments about what he felt in game five. And I, I really feel like the team kind of held their self accountable for that loss and they are getting back to business. And it really speaks volumes going into a game seven, which we'll talk about. But if this was a, another close game, like four of the six games we've played have been like three, two, if this was another three, two game, you'd be kind of biting your nails. Like, Oh, here comes a game seven. Can the avalanche pull it out? But this was the Avalanche. We got to watch the Avalanche play their game in Seattle, and you felt good about how they did it. There was never, this game was never in question from a tempo standpoint and production standpoint, and you felt good about watching your team actually play again. With the exception of Game Three, which was the six to four yeah. win, um, your your scores are three one, three two, three two, three two, four one. And it really it was almost three to one in this last game, but you had yeah. uh, Lekkinen poke in that empty netter to make it four. But basically, if you score three goals, you got a really good chance of winning a game in this series, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like how we've been saying all along, Seattle has been the one setting the tone in every single game. And for really the first time, I don't want to say the Avalanche really like set the tone, but they weren't allowing Seattle to be the one it was more of that back and forth you're the first shift of the game for the abs they won the face off and had a really good offensive possession really good didn't obviously nothing came out of it 
but that it, it didn't let Seattle just have that first possession. And then you're already thinking like, okay, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the only first position position of the game, uh, it, Seattle's already going back to what they've been doing. All, and you didn't get that. And you had some back and forth. And this to me really felt like <clears throat> the first playoff game, right? Yeah. Like this felt like a back and forth game. You would, you would kind of lean it towards the avalanche of, of kind of being the aggressors and kind of, if the team was in control, air quotes, like you would say it was the avalanche, but it was, you know, it was that back and forth style of game. It wasn't just one team, Seattle, dominating like they've yeah. been for most of this series. And see, I had one of these moments watching the game of that so Raven moment where I saw into the future. Um, yes. This game, and I don't want everybody to freak out and start throwing rocks at me. Here's the Doom part of Shaggy Von Doom. <laughs> this game felt eerily similar to when the Avs had the opportunity to win the cup at home. Yeah. And man. they didn't. And it had to go back to Tampa. And they did. I feel like the moment kind of got to Seattle. Like you had that opportunity to knock out the defending Stanley Cup champions. Like the the arena, it was all they were talking about all day. You saw all these NHL stats. Seattle has the opportunity to. I feel like that was overhyped for that moment. And Colorado coming out there and hitting him in the mouth immediately starting the game. And it wasn't the same old, same old. I feel like that was a perfect combination for the Avalanche win tonight. Well, like we said um, on Thursday's episode, like all the pressures on Seattle. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're going back home and you have the opportunity to knock out the defending champs. That's, I'm sorry, it's going to weigh on a human being. Yep. You, you can't say that, and I'm not saying Seattle was saying it, that wasn't on their minds. If they were, that's the right thing to say, but it's going to be. Yeah. Like that is human nature. You're 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 playing a, a a sport that all these eyes are on you. You're at your home arena. Like there was a lot of pressure on Seattle. I don't want to say it got to them, but I think it was more the way in watching that game. I think it was more the Avalanche saying, "We're not ready for our season to be over." Yeah, we're gonna come out and we are going to get back to playing how we know we can play. Doesn't matter. We're down all these guys. We've dealt with that all season. And you loved seeing that because you really, I mean, you saw it in, in parts yeah. during this series, right? And, and little, little bits here and there, but for the, for the duration of a game, this was easily their, their best game by far. By they far. were in, they were in command and it made me smile hearing the commentary team talk about how good the avalanche are doing on faceoffs. Mm. I was like, ah, oh. You guys haven't been around this whole season. Well, it's so funny because they were like, "Well, oh, Seattle's struggling, struggling on the faceoffs. They were the 31st team in the league. And I'm like, Colorado is like probably the 29th. <laughs> like we're forgetting that aspect. And I don't care. Like I'll take it. I will take it all day. And if the ads can get up on that, what was the final percentage? You got it up. It's 50, uh, 55 point. Yeah, I got yeah. 55.8 to 44.2. Yeah, so they're rounding up and right. So fifty-six to fifty-four percent, but it seemed much bigger yeah. than that, right? The other, but how how crazy is this game, this sport, when you know we're you're going into Seattle really down, and 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 if you read some of the comments of of you know some of these Avalanche players after Game Five, 
they 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 weren't thrown in the towel, but comments were like, yeah, we, we don't know what's going on right now. I think Nathan McKinnon even said, I don't know what else to do. Um, and Jared Bednar was saying, like, it's so frustrating because I've seen these guys bat. Like, you're hearing, like, just this, this downtrodden team. And then you go in, you play like that. And from a fan perspective, right, You they're, they're going into this game and you're like, man, like, anything's possible. I just hope that they escape with this. And then they go out and play the way that they did. And now how are we feeling? Yeah. Now how are we feeling when they go home and play game seven? We're feeling so much better going into game seven than we did for game six. Not saying this is a slam dunk. The Avs have struggled at home. Seattle's still a very good team. Clearly, they, they pushed you to the brink. So it's just the, the, the emotion that comes with, with watching this sport and following your team. It just goes up and down. It, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You 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 want to make sure because I've already seen this just from the the little bit from game end to recording. I've already seen this groundswell of we did it. We we forced game seven. Like yes, but we haven't done it. There's still one more game. Like yeah. you want to hold on to this emotion that the Avalanche had and carry it also into game seven. Like getting there came to getting to game seven is not it. You want to get through game seven and go on to the next round. And you want yeah. the avalanche to not just take a breath and be like, ha, ah, we're not, we're not done yet. No, keep pushing. Keep because pushing. What would you want? Like if this, if this game six was it, like mm-hmm. Seattle won this game in the fashion that they've been winning games, right? Would you rather lose that way? Just get blown out of the arena basically. It, or, you know, that, that's, that's a exaggeration, but you know, it, clearly Seattle has been the better team in the majority of these games. Um, would you rather lose like that, or would you want one of those back and forth series where it's you know, every any game is is just up in the air and it's just uh, a puck luck goal or something like that? Like those could be more difficult to swallow. Yeah. But when you're rooting for your team, it's like, man, we gave it our all. And if the Avs had lost that game game six in the same style they've been losing these games to seattle i think you're going into the off season like a lot of question marks yeah and that could still happen i mean if you still lose game seven like i think you're there's gonna be quite you, you don't want to go out in round one but we it, this hasn't been that back and forth back and forth series that's just every team is on their game um and and at least for this game six it was the abs in charge. So we'll see what happens in game seven, though. That's that, that. How does this carry over for the avalanche? And this game sevens are where rivalries are made. This is why we hate Minnesota as long as we have because of game sevens. This is we talked about earlier with the physicality and the play. If this is going to be a rivalry going forward, game seven is going to be your indicator. I think whoever becomes the victor this offseason is going to be stewing and brewing over the victor. Uh, we're going to be seeing <laughs> Seattle for years to come. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that game seven Sunday, should a certain member of the Seattle Kraken not be playing in that game? We will get to that. And then more on this game, obviously, as well as uh, game seven and <clears throat> our sound check. Of course, have to get to that. But first, we are going to hear from eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. 
So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit is only available for U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. All right, so I want to start with uh, the one issue that the Avalanche have been having for most of this series, and that is getting the first goal, right? It's been all cracking for every game, and technically it is again for this game, uh, but the Avs had it first, and a review of Bo Byram, beautiful snipe, got them on the board first, and that was that was exactly what I wanted exactly what i wanted right um and then they and then it was reviewed and you're like of course of course it's going to be reviewed um and i think in the end they got it right um yeah. if you if you look at the, the the angles that they gave you during during the, the game there was only a couple and there's not a ton of angles that they could have shown you because the play was right up against the boards and it was evan rodriguez coming into the zone kind of like dragging his back skate which you know uh, you could tell the the puck was on that skate and you could if you slow it down you really can see that he's in the zone i mean it's it's millimeters right yeah. but by the letter of the rule it is offside so i think they did get that one right but it was just so disheartening to finally get that first goal and have it taken away and then seattle goes and gets one again that's never happened yeah. to the avalanche in the playoffs and offsides and no no no, no. What? No. What are we even talking about here? I don't. I don't remember one ever in the history of uh, never, the ever, yeah. ever. <clears throat> so that was a little bit frustrating, right? And then, it, yeah, and then Seattle gets that first goal, and even though, again, that was the, you know in the first, you still have all the time to to go in the game, but you're like, <clears throat> not again. Yeah. Let's not let this thing get out of hand. Don't, at least don't give them two goals, right? Um, so obviously they, they turned it around and, yeah. and they, they, again, once again, the avalanche team does not just panic even down in, in a series, your, your season's on the line. You give up the first goal again, crowd going crazy. You settle down and you just play your game. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's the, the message that Jerry Bender always gives them is just play your game. Yeah. This, this initial it's bad that we're getting accustomed to which one was our favorite first goal for Seattle, but this one wasn't demoralizing. Like this one, it didn't feel like you had a mountain to climb with the pace mm. they were already dictating the game with. Like this just felt like, okay, whatever. I'm glad they get to celebrate. And they went right out and took care of business right out of the gate. So yeah, it was one of those that felt like it was easy to come back from. You're right. You're right. Cause, cause they were skating with purpose. Like they were skating hard. They were skating like their season depend on it because guess what? It did. Yep. And it showed. It showed. So you, you did felt like, man, they keep playing like this. Then yeah, we, we definitely tie this up. Um all right. The the big thing. All right, can, you, are we good? Can you see me? Can you hear mm -hmm. me? You're okay. Right. Um 
the big thing that is is, is going to be watched Saturday. I know I'm going to be watching this like a hawk. A lot of people are. And if you follow us on Twitter, you will know that it, there was a lot of conversation going on about that Jordan Everett hit on Andrew Cogliano. And, and dangerous. A lot of people call that the worst uh, hit or penalty in, in the sport. And for a moment there, you're looking at Andrew Cogliano and be like, I hope a stretcher is not coming out. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Because when you watch the replay, um, it's a it, it his head just goes into the boards and it's kind of contorted, and it's an ugly play and it's a nasty play, and if we're gonna sit here and and say Kale McCart deserved a suspension, you can't tell me that Jordan Eberle does not deserve a suspension. You can't sit here and tell me that you think what Kale McCart did was worse. I don't want to play games on who who was injured worse, right? The injuries suck. You don't want anybody to get hurt. But you can't tell me like what Kale McCarr did was worse than what Jordan Eberle did. If he, you want to say both are bad, then even if you say both are bad and you agree with what McCarr got, you got to sit here and say like Jordan Eberle should not be playing in game seven. There is no possible way that Eberle is playing in game seven because uh, it – it, There's it, a way, man. Let me that, tell you. <laughs> that's one of this the most is... egregious penalties. Like, it's one of the most basic. Like, you get the stick in your hand, you figure out how to skate, pizza, you know, with the skates and all that. But <laughs> and then if you see somebody's numbers, you pull up, and you don't put them in the boards. And mm-hmm. no matter how many times they slow that clip down, he was he saw every thread of Cagliano's number. He put him in the boards. He turtled into his shoulders and like his spine went into his leg. But the thing is, it's Cagliano. He's half Wolverine and he's right back on the bench. Well, and that's where there's the way that he might not get suspended because McCann is, is out on the hit from a car. And that's obviously unfortunate for Seattle. Um, And Cagliano got back out there and played i'm not comparing those two guys i'm, I'm not yeah. saying i'm just saying in, in in the realm of what department of player safety is going to look at it's like oh well he came back so it's not that it wasn't that bad and and that like I, you you sounded pretty confident that jordan everly is not going to be playing game seven i am nowhere near that level of confidence kyle it's nowhere near it just because they've shown of- us anything it's inconsistency and, yeah. and if you're going to to play you know, the, like we said the other day, if the line in the sand is the injury, there's no injury. Yeah. So I, when we said the other day, they acted swiftly. And I know you have to because it's the playoffs, but they acted swiftly. Like we woke up in the morning the next day and we we were hearing that Kale McCarr is having a hearing. I'm not expecting that just because I expect nothing from Department of Player Safety. Should there be? Absolutely 100%. Will there be? I don't know. Hands up. I don't know because we don't know how these guys operate. And I genuinely think because Cogliano came back in that game, he's going to get nothing and learn nothing. I was glad that TNT did say, well, this is one of the things you don't do. And that's a bad hit. And they kept talking about how bad it was. And I was like, maybe this Bettman's freaking out that his beloved league is being talked negatively about. So we'll see. 
I was just loving all the people tagging Department of Player Safety on Twitter. So they know about it because Avs Nation went out in full force and tagged them over and over and over again. But that's not why they know about it, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but you, actually, you never know. Maybe they don't even pay attention and that's how they, they I think they still. I think they have a MySpace. I think that's their social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh what's what was the other one that was around for a while <clears throat> faltered uh, i can't remember it yeah i know myspace was the big one but myspace and vine and vine vine was another one yeah um so all right what do we got here you, you had no josh manson in this game mm-hmm. <laughs> injured Avs played well, like we've been saying. That's... What do you do for Game Seven if if he if he is the injury is just a day to day thing and he's good to go or, or eligible to play for Game Seven? Do you put him in there no. or or do you roll with what you just had in Game Six? I say you roll. Yeah, in Game Six, Mance well, is going to be there. He's got his contract. He's going to be there next year. In the years after that, like he's not going anywhere. He's having a rough series, clearly. The Josh Manson subtraction also was coupled with the Kale McCarr addition. So a lot of that was not felt on the defense. And honestly, Jack Johnson doesn't do anything. Josh Manson does everything and it's wrong. So that's you're going to be fine with this combination in game seven. They, they switched a lot of it up. You, you put mccarr and taves back together which i don't think you should have split them i said it at the time like fine mix up the forwards all you want i just didn't like mixing up that pairing that's the best pairing in the league and why are you why are you mixing it up for the defensive pairings I don't it's know. it's the two halves <laughs> of the scarab and you put them together cave of wonders mm. <laughs> Don't touch anything but the lamp anything friend. but yep do not touch <laughs> um, anything but the lamp but I thought they were a good pair. He dropped Sammy G down to the third pairing. I do not think any that was a demotion by any no. stretch of the imagination. I think he's been playing really good this series. Yep. And I think that's why he went down there, <laughs> to give that pairing a little bit more oomph. So um, I, I was fine with that. And then you had um, – let's get into some, some stats here. Um, well, you had uh, Eric Johnson. Yeah. What a goal, baby. What a goal from the Condor. Yeah, and they said on the broadcast that it was EJ's first goal of the year, but they also said um, two games ago that JT Confer had his first playoff goal of his career, which I was like, That's they, not... I must have missed that. They yeah, said they, that? Uh, when, his JT, when he scored that goal the other night, they said that was his first playoff goal of his career, and I was like, you guys have not watched Avalanche what? Hockey, apparently. Gotta yeah, be a it was slip of the tongue there. They, they... Maybe they were talking about of of this this year, and said they career? said career twice. So I was, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it was it was good to see EJ tally that. So yeah, and I think that had a lot to do with momentum, and it just doubled down on the momentum they were building at that point. And when EJ contributes, everybody gets on board. Well, here's your your uh, points for the day your defenseman uh you had the eric johnson goal and then you had two assists each from taves and mccarr and then for your forwards uh erod with an assist eller with an assist 
uh, Lekkonen with two goals and Rantanen with one and one. So two, three, four, five. So your defenseman had five points while your forwards had six. Trade them. Trade the forwards. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not that. It's just like I think that that's it's, more of like Avalanche. It's balance. Yeah, not not getting goals from Eric Johnson, but getting you know assists from Kale McCarr and and Taves. Like they're always engaged. They're always involved. You get that. It, that that's not, and you haven't been getting any of that really from anything. You know, it's well documented. The, the The depth is struggling for the Avs, and they kind of still are. I mean, you had yeah. I thought Eller played a great game. He really looked good. He looked good. Erod looked great. He's having a really good series. Um, let me get back to the things. But you know, it, your depth is still struggling a little bit. Like you got nothing out of you know the the new hook and Myers and um Malgan again with nothing. Malgan only played four minutes and fifty seconds. Yeah, it's so. it, and we talked about the momentum and how this game felt. And when you get contributions from EJ, Erod, Lekkinen, Lars Eller. When you get them helping out with scoring points, it's amazing how effortless the rest of the points feel. Mm-hmm. When you're when it's not re- heavily reliant on Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, and Miko Ranton, even though Miko came away with one, yeah. When you're getting it from other places, it makes everybody else's job so much easier. Yeah, um, I'm just seeing this uh, on Peter Baugh's, uh Twitter page. Jared Bednar said he wished the refs had ruled the Jordan Eberle hit on Cogliano a five-minute major, yeah. so that they could have reviewed it. And that's the other we didn't even talk. We didn't yeah. touch that on, on that. It was a two-minute penalty. Yeah. Um. And he and he said, "quote That's why they have the rule." Um. And if they had ruled it a two, Bednar said they would at least have ensured that they got it right. And he and he's right. They would have at least looked at it. Yep. But they just looked at it. And I, and I think it might have been Peter Ball who put it up as well of um i guess a microphone i didn't hear it picked up uh nathan mckinnon saying to the ref that's or he said he goes that's only two are you bleeping kidding me or something to that or he said that's only two or it was that should be five or something like that so um it just seemed like everybody knew how egregious it was and the referees are bad league-wide league-wide Watching all the other playoff series, yeah, it's atrocious. It's it's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. You got to deal with it. Um, <laughs> where else are we? Yeah, so that that those are your uh, nothing your on the power the play. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, zero for five. But I mean, I think the majority of those looked pretty good, especially that first one. Um, yeah. You had like four or five shots on goal. Miko had a wide open net and he hit the crossbar. Like yeah. he doesn't miss that. It, well, obviously he does it once he misses, yeah. it. you know, like that, that's a wide open net. You had the one where Grubauer made that incredible save. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was Rantanen who made the pass to JT Confer, who was sitting right in the crease, beautiful redirect and Grubauer just stuck his pad. He just got his toe on it. So you had opportunities on the power play. You just can't seem to slam them home. And they feel a lot better with Kale McCarr as a part. Oh god, yeah. Oh my god. They it's, are... just, it's just the calming presence of like, all right, we'll be okay. But I think I don't think this booing thing is getting to him. But um, when when you have you know he he whiffed on a couple pucks. Yeah, he had a couple pucks go over his stick. 
and that happens in the course of a game, right? Just but ask when Miko Rantanen. Yeah, yeah. But when you have all this booing stuff going on, I think naturally people are just going to be like, oh, it's getting to him. Like, no, it's just, uh, I don't think. They were booing him in practice today. This, the Avs were. Yeah. The Avalanche were booing him in practice. Yeah. Apparently that, that's, I love it's, that. It's a joke now. It's it's yeah. fun. Um, so what are we expecting for game seven? And then we'll get to our uh, our sound check. What do, what do we think? I mean, like I said earlier, you feel good about how the Avs played in game six. And you kind of just expect them to to come out and and recreate that, repeat that. But you have a team on the other side that is not happy that they couldn't finish off the series at home. They're going to go make their adjustments. They just have to tell themselves like we, we just got we we got to three wins by doing this. So they want to get back to that. So like this is where the chess match comes into play. Who's going to have the upper hand here? How do you think this game seven is going to go? This is both teams with their back against the wall now. This is, we were just talking about the inefficiency of the depth. It's what steps up. Like, top line, top line, it's, they're equally talented and equally performed. Like, the top line for Seattle is usually the one that scores that first goal every game. Colorado has to come out of the gate. They need to steal that first goal. They need to keep the momentum like they had in game six Mm -hmm. and 60 minutes of it. There has this has to be a flawless game because any mistake you're going home. Yeah. So both there there is no buy another chance, get another chance. We'll get them next time. This is the time if you want to yeah. keep playing playoff <clears throat> hockey. If you feel like you are a cup winning team, you have to do the job. Totally agree. And then we saw it. We saw what they can do. And and and. Maybe that was you hate to say like maybe that was a wake up call uh, because it's the playoffs like you yeah. should be up anyway. But you know there's just some teams when when it's do or die that's when they play their best. They have to. They have no other choice. And it's the same exact feeling going into this game. Your season's still on the line, and now the, the only difference is now it is for the Kraken too. So yeah, I, these what. Game sevens usually there there's like a, a feeling out period in the beginning. Nobody wants to make that mistake that gives up the first goal, um, and then you just get to the flow of the game. So it might be maybe that first five ten minutes could just be short shifts. Let's just get into the flow of the game, um, and then it's just all systems go. Yeah, so, it, it could we'll be see. a very similar feeling to game five the other night with a scoreless yeah. first period, and then things start erupting in the yeah. second. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. Let's finish this thing up with our sound check. And uh, if you're new to the show, Kyle and I pick two songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game. These songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. And you can find that by searching LOA sound check. This is volume number two. So, what do you got for this game, sir? Simply put, from the, the great poet. Metallica. Is he a great poet? Is is he? He's a great. Yeah, yeah. He's a philosopher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they they have a song on the album Saint Anger called "All Within My Hands." Mm. All your excuses, all your reasons to still be here, they are answered in Game Seven. We and you've used Saint Anger in the past. I have, and, and I, you know, I'm not as much as a Metallica fan as you are, but. 
I, I love that album. I, I just like the good. different, uh, like the different nature of that album. And I saw, I don't know if I sent it to you. There, there's like a, a video of a guy playing the drums and instead of a snare drum, he has a, a keg and a, and a metal baseball bat. And he's playing the songs from St. Anger and the snare, because they like shut off the snare drum in, in yeah. the mixing of that album. And it sounds, it, it's like, oh my God, did they actually use a keg to record this album? Because it sounds exactly like the snare in that album. It's crazy. Oh, I got to find out. it. I'll send yeah. it. Yeah. That'd be so That's dope. Um, yeah, but that's a great, all within my hands. Like, you're right. You're right. It, it, this is it. This is it. Now, now it is back in your hands. So yep. um, that's a good one for me. Like, I, I went, everybody knows the cardigans from that one incredibly popular song that they had from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, believe it or not, which is a really good soundtrack. Um, that song love fool that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Right. But they're, they're a really, they were a really good band. I don't think they're around anymore. Uh, and they had an album called Gran Turismo named after the old video game. Yes. I love that game. Yep. Um, and there's a song There was a single. You probably have heard of it. If I played it for you, it's called my favorite game is the name of the song and i'm sitting here watching this hockey game and the abs win and they go to game seven and everything that comes with it and all the other games that are being played right now you have this fantastic panthers bruins oh. series going on right now that's going to game seven zero people picked that unless you're a panther fan outside of that nobody saw that so it's just this is the the this is our ncaa tournament and this is why this is to use the song title, my my favorite game. I yep. it's this is just awesome. I cannot wait, cannot wait for game seven on Sunday, which we don't know as of this recording. Maybe when we wake up in the morning, we will know. Unless are you checking right now? Maybe yeah, I'll see if they anything. Um, and we were talking. There's only two games scheduled for Sunday, and those are both game sevens. It is our game seven with the Kraken, and it is the Panthers and Bruins. Do not put this game on. Eight Mountain Time, ten Eastern. Like, why in the world would you do that? They no, don't. You're I'm giving looking, me a look. I'm looking at the NHL app, and it's showing me nine thirty p.m. Why are you doing that? Because Boston and Florida are playing at six thirty p.m. You don't put these uh, the late game on a Sunday at nine thirty Eastern. You don't do Sunday is a sports day. People are lounging around on Sunday. They're going to be in bed. The East coast fan base is completely removed from this game. Like I, that is, we can still watch the race to me, man. We can still watch the race. That, that makes zero sense to me. Like serious. Is that like confirmed? That's I'm looking at the time right now in the app. There it is. Yeah. They just updated it. And, and, uh, 6.30 for Boston and the Panthers and 9.30 for the Avalanche and Kraken. That's their East Coast times, by the way. Um, oh, and by the way, both are on TNT. So it might be later than that. If they keep, no, it, on, I mean, they I, keep they, it on one channel. I, I, it, it'll be... Because normally they, they would schedule at 7.30 and 9.30. And that's what they, they say, 9.30 and then... Or 7.30 Mountain. And then they, it's, you know... 20 minutes after that but the fact that they're spacing these out three hours apart um it should start as close to that start time as as uh but you never know why they would do that i have no idea make make them 
uh, I mean, I know you got to take the, the, the West coast into account. So say like one o'clock California time, make it four o'clock and seven o'clock, four o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Eastern do that. Three of the four teams playing on Sunday are East coast teams. Well, well, no, no, two of them, two of them, two of them. And then you got the West coast matchup. You could just do like the NFL schedule. So yeah. That's have you so like stupid. noon games and then have your 3 p.m. game? Zero sense to me, but wow. I guess I have to apply for uh, NHL scheduling in addition to Department of Player Safety. Yeah, you I take gotta... player safety, I'll schedule. I'll okay. Schedule. I'll All right. We're going to be busy this offseason. I guess so. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. So thank you for tuning in, everybody, and making this your first listen of your weekend. Very, very much appreciated. We got a game seven, everybody. So, as went out and did what they needed to do, now they got to do it again. So, for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys Monday. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!